Hey, and welcome to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am so honored to share this space with you. Here we'll talk all things motherhood, parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany, and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach, and a former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I am on a mission to help you raise amazing humans while living your purpose and staying somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Hello, Beyond Motherhood family. Woo! What a year it has been. We started this podcast way back in February, and we are nearing Thanksgiving now at the time of this recording. I'm so grateful that I decided to take this leap and start sharing my knowledge, my thoughts, my advice, my ideas, and my stories over the airwaves. I will admit that I don't feel the least bit professional even yet, but one thing I do know for sure is that you'll never get better at something if you don't try. And I also know that if something's on your heart, you must look deeper and take a chance on yourself. And that is exactly what I have done this year with Beyond Motherhood Radio. Some weeks gave us technical difficulties and we weren't able to put out a podcast because we ran out of minutes on the host site. Some weeks I felt like my topic really landed with you as a listener. And then other weeks I felt like I didn't produce my best quality work. And all of that is perfectly fine. In both my daily life and my parenting life, I work to reflect on these things and find areas to improve on. I cannot wait to bring you more topics, continue to share my stories from inside our own walls, give you my best practices, and dive deeper as we enter into 2024. I also want to bring on more guests, more personal growth ideas, and just more, 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 more goodness. Maybe even a sponsorship or two. Who knows what this new year will bring. With that being said, Beyond Motherhood Radio will be taking a short break from Thanksgiving until the new year. We will be back with fresh episodes on the first Tuesday of 2024. Until then, I have picked some of my favorite and your favorite two episodes to pull out of the vault. Some of these might date back to when the audio quality wasn't stellar or my voice still cracked a little bit, but either way, the content is where it's at. So if this is your first listen, or maybe you've listened to this particular episode seven times, I hope you still find value. And if you do, you know I'd love to hear what resonates with you. Enjoy the next few weeks of vaulted episodes, and I cannot wait to see you in the new year. Stay safe and take care. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Motherhood Radio. So excited to chat with you today because we are going to be talking about something that you can implement into your life immediately today. Stay tuned for the end of this episode because at the end is where I'm going to be sharing five ways to create and maintain a secure attachment with your child today. In 2022, I became a certified transformational parent coach, and I identify my role as a coach as kind of like a liaison to help families create joyful and calmer homes. And parents who typically work with a parent coach are seeking some support, but they're also seeking answers. How do I do this? How do I make my child do this? How do I help my child in this situation? They're eager to learn and how to best support their child, but in turn, They come up and come away with learning how to best support themselves. And that's really what it's all about. That is what parenting is all about. It's an us thing. It's typically more about us as the parent, as the caretaker, how we react, how we interact, and how we model 
than it is about how our child actually behaves. And honestly, that might be a little hard to hear because we obviously want what's best for our children, but we're not able to give them the best unless we're continuously working on being the best ourselves. And this is not to scare you at all. Instead, it is my hope that you come away feeling empowered, knowing that you have the power to do something about your parenting. I hope that you know that you're in the driver's seat. It will take work. It will probably take tears in the process of relearning a lot of these concepts relearning how it feels in your body and relearning how to approach situations with a different lens than what you have learned and what is innate for you based on your experiences as a child yourself. There'll be tough conversations. You'll start to observe some things about yourself and take a hard, honest look at your past. How we were raised and under what opportunities we were given or not given to develop our skills, our empathy, our social and emotional regulation, how we were able to develop those skills really is a mirror into how we regulate ourselves now as an adult and as a parent. So if you're listening here today, I hope that you see that no matter where your starting point is, you will never end this journey and you'll always have the opportunity to grow. That's the beauty of neuroplasticity, the ability to change our brain. So today I want to briefly discuss one of the most tactical topics that we can do right now as parents. And in my perspective, it's also one of the most influential by far. It's attachment theory. And if you've been in the parenting space or if you've listened to any podcasts or you're connected with anyone on social media in the parenting coaching space or just parenting in general, you may have heard about attachment theory. It's one of those buzz things happening right now. And for good reason, because it's there's more and more research coming out. There's more studies being done. There's more studies being um, presented in this way so that we're able to see our attachment theory and how it affects how we parent today. So attachment orientation, attachment theory is based on your brain's way of organizing behavior to meet your need for security and connection. So when we refer to attachment, we can synonymously use the term showing up. And I'm going to use that term here today, as well as attachment, to kind of briefly discuss what it means, what it means in our lives and in our homes. So showing up means we're present, we're continuously, consciously committed to being as present as we possibly can in our own body, our hearts, and our minds. Our presence is not perfect 100% of the time. It does not mean we do nothing but just serve our child all the time, but it means rather that we're willing to practice the art of presence. Perseverance. Showing up means perseverance. It means we are consciously and continuously committing to the process. We abandon the mindset of all or nothing. We abandon the mindset of immediate results because we know that parenting is a long-term game, a long game, and we're here for the long game. I'll reference that a lot. I, I feel like that's one of my biggest pillars is parenting is a long game. We commit to moving through the inevitable expansions and contractions of connection with our children with resilience and flexibility. So we're constantly trying to overcome and persevere. We're purposeful. Showing up means we're purposeful. We are consciously and consistently committed to the deeper purpose behind our presence. So we trust that truly what a child of any age needs is a caregiver who believes in the power of relationship. A caregiver who reveres the relationship as the center of a family's dynamic. And we believe in the power of 
presence, connection, trust, and intuition. Motherhood, parenting, I'm going to say it over and over and over. It is intuition-based. When we boil complex science down to its most distilled essence, we find the connection is always the answer. And I hope you find power in that. I hope you find hope in that because connection is something we can do. No matter what season of life you're in, no matter where you're at, no matter how old your kids are, no matter how many tantrums you've dealt with today, connection brings so much peace into your home. There are four attachment styles if we look at generational patterns. That is the patterns in which our parents and caretakers showed up for us. And we can often see a direct correlation with our parenting styles and attachment styles with our own children. If there is an attachment style that shows up now in your life as a parent, please know that that can change. If you are not happy with where you're at, if you notice these generational patterns in your parenting, if you're saying, oh, shoot, yes, that's me. That's how I was raised. And I don't like that. You have the ability to change that. And I'm going to share with you five ways to start creating that secure attachment if you're not quite there with your children yet. I also want to give you hope that it doesn't have to be 100% of the time. As I previously said, we are not here to 100% of the time serve our children. We are here to teach them the skills for them to serve themselves. We are here to give them independence so that they can go out into the world and live their lives as authentically and empathetically and honestly and positively as possible. Our job is to guide and lead. It is not to overarch, overshadow helicopter. It is our job to model for them what it can look like. And we are not here to serve them 100% of the times. We are here to help them and to teach them. So for the sake of today's conversation, I'll briefly touch on the four styles, but I want to focus in on secure attachment because that is ideally how we want to show up the majority of the time. Secure attachment results from a relationship with consistent physical and emotional safety. As I mentioned before, safety and connection are what children, no matter what age, are seeking. And I would go as far to say as adults are seeking the exact same thing. All we want is safety and connection. In insecure attachment, we are letting our child be seen and we're letting our child be soothed. So we are providing that safety for them. Then there were three types of attachment styles that are considered insecure. And just because I'm using the term insecure does not mean that they are bad. We're not going to label any type of attachment. We're not going to label anything here on this podcast as bad. It's always the opportunity to see differently. And I'm going to share with you these insecure attachment styles, but I'm also going to share with you the superpowers behind them. So an insecure avoidant attachment, here is attachment style two. This includes behaviors that seek to avoid, hide from, or ignore strong feelings. So perhaps you were raised in a home that if you were having these strong emotional feelings, as all children do, your caregiver ignored you, maybe walked out of the room, maybe even put you in a space where you were alone having these feelings by yourself. The superpowers of somebody who was raised in an avoidant attachment style home, this may include confidence, independence. As a parent, you might give your child extra space and freedom, and you might be respectful of your child's boundaries. These are all superpowers. These are great things, great aspects of an insecure avoidant attachment. The third attachment style is called insecure ambivalent attachment. 
This includes the behaviors that aim to fix, change, or prevent strong feelings. This often results in anxiety or doubt. So you might, as a child, if you were familiar with ambivalent attachment style, your caregiver may have said, it's okay, it's okay, what can I do? How can I fix this problem? And kind of like overshadow the feeling as they're trying to fix real quick, right? They want to nip it in the bud, take care of it right away, not feel it. Well, how can we fix it? So if you were a child who was in an ambivalent attachment style environment, your superpowers may include caring deeply and tuning into your child, taking responsibility for your actions and learning and growing as you evolve. Amazing superpowers. Amazing. We want those things as a human, right? Even if we were not raised in an ambivalent attachment style home, we want to be able to take responsibility for our actions. We want to tune into our child deeply and we want to be continuously learning and growing. An insecure disorganized attachment is the fourth style of attachment theory. And that includes behaviors that can seem extreme and erratic. There's a big change between warmth and threatening, volatile and highly reactive. This is the type of home where you would go in and you would instantly feel that energy. This is the type of home where you would go in and you would instantly feel tension because you never know how a parent might react to something seemingly insignificant. Oftentimes, this type of attachment style might show up when a parent comes home stressed from work and they just kind of release all of that emotion onto the child or in the environment. The superpower of a parent who might have been raised in a disorganized attachment style home may include compassion and creativity, a strong desire for connection because perhaps they did not receive that, and a deep sense of gratitude and appreciation because they did not receive the gratitude necessarily. They seek that and they have a great sense of it because that's what they desire so deeply. According to Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson in their book, The Power of Showing Up, a secure attachment is the ultimate goal for parents. As a parent with your child in a secured attachment, you will feel confident providing a haven and a secure base for your child. As I go through these kind of checkpoints, I want you to kind of do a mental check for yourself. Do you have this in your home or would you desire this in your home with your child? And if you do, even take notes, jot down some of the things that you want to have in your home or create the feeling in your home. You can see beneath your child's behavior into their feelings and needs. I know that there will be another conversation about this coming up, but we know based on research, that a child's behavior is always a desire or a need being met. A child's behavior is always an unmet need. And one of our jobs as parents is to figure out what that unmet need is. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it can take days and weeks of tantrums to figure out what that need is at that time when your child is throwing a fit. In a secure attachment, you'll be able to see or start to see beneath that behavior. You can turn toward your child with grounded awareness when they seek closeness and connection. So instead of reverting back or closing off or shutting down, we consider those terms fight or flight. Instead of doing those things, which are very, very, very common, especially if you have been raised in an insecure 
attachment style home, then I, I encourage you to get down to their level and be that safe haven for a child who is in distress, because that is what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody who is rooted in calmness so that they can take some of your calmness. Let them borrow it. Let them borrow your grounded awareness. As a parent with your child, you can recognize and differentiate between the experiences, thoughts, and feelings of yourself and your child. So you can say, I know this is not my feeling right now. I know this is the feeling of my child. How can I support him or her? Okay. And you can say, I know my feelings of my child have nothing to do with me. We are not here to take the blame. And we are also not here to put blame. So I encourage you as you're working with your child to create more of a relationship, a connection, or to develop that more. I encourage you to think of, I'm not going to say, you made mommy feel mad, or you made mommy feel X, Y, and Z. Because it is not them making you feel that way. You as the parent feel that way because of something else that's coming up for you, potentially from your generational patterning. Okay, let's go back to our checklist here. You can model regulation and soothe your child when needed. So again, you are the model in your grounded awareness. You are the model here. You can communicate your feelings without passive aggressiveness, making your child guess what's going on or giving the child the silent treatment, right? So once we can do this as parents, they're going to be equipped and they're going to feel powerful to be able to do that for themselves in their times of distress. It might sound something like this. Hmm, I'm feeling frustrated right now. Hmm. I think I'm going to take a second and I'm going to go into the other room. I'm going to take three big deep breaths and then I'm going to come back and we can talk about this. I'll be back. Make sure your child knows if you are leaving a space in a time of distress, make sure you tell them you're coming back. You can prioritize emotional and physical and spiritual bonds with your child despite the criticism from others. So it is rooted in confidence. And there will be another episode on that too, because I feel as though confidence in parenthood is the number one thing. You are not under the discrepancy of somebody else's decisions. You're not here to parent your child in any other way that feels good for you. And because you are engaged in a secure attachment style, and that is one of your focuses in your home, your child believes that they are worthy of love. They know that. That's a big thing right now too in the world is like showing yourself self-love. And again, if we're modeling that as a parent, your child is able to believe that they are worthy of love too. Of course they are. Of course they are. So let's show them that. They will accept your bid for connection. They'll run to you in times of distress. They will not back away. They want your hands, they want your body, they want your warmth, they want your connection and comfort. They can verbalize their boundaries in a clear way. This might sound like, mom, please shut the door. I want space. Please note here are the two, when a child is stressed no matter what age, clear communication is going to significantly decrease, of course. Same with us. If we are in a place of stress, our communication is going to be completely off. For me, it looks like shutting down and I don't even talk at all. So of course, that's not clear communication. For some, it might be reactive. It might be yelling. Your child will be more willing to work as a team and have empathy for their actions. Wouldn't we like that? Your child will be able to regulate their own emotions more and be able to self-soothe. 
This might sound like or look like taking some space from their siblings, taking a deep breath, and coming back to play. Or it might be, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I need space. And typically this doesn't happen until kids are about seven, they become more self-aware. But I have to let you know that because of the practice and because of the modeling in our home, my six-year-old and my four-year-old are able to not only regulate their emotions pretty effectively, but they're also able to communicate their needs and their boundaries in a really clear way. And it often happens with their siblings because they feel as though they're able to share their boundaries with their siblings and that feels good for them. So a child in a secured attachment home is independent. They have healthy relationships and they're self-aware. And this doesn't typically blossom until they're 12 and older. But again, you can see signs of these types of things as kids are, even even when they're younger, if it's been modeled for them for for years and years, or not even years and years, if it's been modeled for them and they see the success and they see that, oh, this feels good in my body, they will more likely be able to do that at a younger age as well. 12 is when it's really blossomed and heightened. They will believe that life is good and that they're worthy and that even when they have difficulties, they are able to find a way to work through them. And when we talk about respectful parenting or conscious parenting, that's kind of the key there. We'll have another episode on that too, I'm sure, but that's kind of the key. Respectful parenting and conscious parenting, a lot of the time gets a bad rap because it feels like the child's going to grow up in a, and be, I'm going to use air quotes here because I heard this a lot, fluffy and not know how to deal with difficulties. When in reality, that is the opposite of what will happen. When a child is raised in an environment where they are able to express their emotions and their feelings and have it modeled to them and they're able to regulate, hold boundaries, communicate boundaries, communicate stressors, they internally will start to believe that life is good, that they are worthy, their feelings matter. And even when they do face hard times, they have the confidence, independence, responsibility, internal motivation to be able to work through those things. So those are some things that your child will be able to experience when you create secure attachments with them. So here we are near the end of this episode, and I want to share with you five ways to foster a secure attachment starting today. Number one. I call this take 10, but you can call it take 10, take 20, take one hour, however long it looks like for you and your child. The concept of take 10 is to sit down or be with your child for 10 uninterrupted minutes. Your phone is in a different room. The TV is off. You are connected with your child eye to eye, face to face, in connection with your child for 10 minutes. And ideally, they will be leading you in some sort of play or activity. And child-led play is something that's very foreign to a lot of us. So as you're taking 10, 20, or one hour, I encourage you to let them lead as much as possible. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable for you to sit there and to play with your child and giving them all of the power in what it is that you're doing. 
as you're playing. So take time with your child, let them lead, put your phone down and be present. So the second way to foster a secure attachment starting today is to learn your child's love language. Figure out what it is that they really feel love. There are five love languages and there's a book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And I encourage you to take a look at that. You can also find tons of resources on Google. There's lots of opportunity to figure out what your child's love language is, how they best feel love. Okay. Number three is to get on their level. So this seems super simple, but it is so powerful. You're going to get in the habit of physically moving your body to be in your child's space and meeting them eye to eye. So this way you gain trust. You watch your child soften, literally their body will soften, and you might even see them melt into your arms during a time of distress. This again is one of the key things to really showing your child that you're there with them. You're in it with them. The fourth way to foster a secure attachment starting today is to actively listen. Active listening means you're slowing down, you're giving undivided attention to what they're saying, you're refraining from labels and judgment and comparison. So you're just listening to what they're saying. You're not saying, oh, I'm hearing you say this, this, and this, when in reality, you're putting a judgment on what they're saying. That goes into the fifth way to foster secure attachment is to practice reflective listening. So reflective listening is literally repeating back what your child says to validate and to clarify. So if they say, I feel hurt, you're going to say, I feel hurt. You feel hurt. Is that what you're saying? You can ask questions. You can admit that you're learning alongside them. Enjoy learning more about your child with every interaction, no matter how stressful it can be. As you're actively listening, you're slowing down, your body is calm, you're modeling that rooted awareness, you're giving your child undivided attention, and then you can go into reflective listening where you're giving them an opportunity to feel validated and to clarify your concerns by asking questions without judgments and labels. That's all I have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you found some value here. If you did, I would love to hear it. My Instagram handle is Bernie underscore LaJoy. And if you have anything you'd like to share with me, my DMs are always open. And don't forget, we don't have to be 100% all of the time. We are here to grow, learn, and evolve just like our children. Have a beautiful week. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you love this episode. And if you did, would you please share it with another mom friend? We cannot support each other enough these days. And perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life. Feel free to leave a rating and review so we can continue to have these important parenting conversations together. With that, I'll see you next time. Take care.